0: How's it going everybody and welcome back to just nobody's podcast i'm your host ryan and i'm your host daniel and today we're doing a podcast yes we are how you feeling i'm feeling great you know why why because the new stranger things trailer just came out i know it looks really good it looks really good i feel like coming off a squid game There's actually a good show coming out, and it's Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. There's something to look forward to. Summer 2022. It's such a long time. No, yeah, I think it's been, like, three years. Yeah. Literally three years since the last season. How are they going to explain that? I wonder if if they are. They're going to say, like, three years later or something. I I bet you they're not. They definitely look old in the trailer. Oh, they 100% look. It's weird how old they look now. Dude, Will will looks like he got like some muscle now lucas looks so much older than all of them really yeah it's crazy i'm excited i'm excited the trailer looked pretty intense they only play like clips for like 0.5 seconds everybody's wondering what that doll means that joyce got in that box i know joyce byers opens a box and she pulls out this weird looking doll but screen rant said that the doll is actually a Russian doll because it's wearing Russian attire. Oh, weird. So the theory is that it's actually a secret message. The secret message came from Hopper to let her know that he's still alive and he's stuck in Russia. It makes sense, though, because we know that he's in Russia. So why else would she have a Russian doll? Exactly. And if you look at the box, before she rips it open, there's a bunch of, like, post- postal stamps on it. Like, a bunch of them. Right. So you know it came from somewhere far away. We see Hopper and Joyce work really close together in the last season. Hopper figures out that Joyce is actually a really good detective worker. So he knows by sending her the doll, she's the only one that's going to be able to figure it out. But also, earlier in the week, I did a theory about Will being bad. Some people were commenting that there's a clip of Will, I guess. I didn't see this, Uh where he's standing in front of a car and the car's on fire. And they're saying that maybe he's the one that started the fire. I think Will's going to be bad. I really do. Gosh, this kid can't catch a break, huh? I know. Season 1, he gets he goes missing, almost dies. Season 2, he gets possessed. Season 3, he's still feeling the the mind flare on yeah. him. Oh my, this kid can't catch a break. In the episode list, there's an episode called Vecna's Curse, right? And throughout throughout this last seasons, we've seen them have like Dungeons and Dragons references. Right. Demogorgon, Mind Flare. They're both from Dungeons and Dragons, the game that they play in the show. But Vecna from Dungeons and Dragons is actually a wizard that turns evil. I know. I was shocked when you said that because for me, who has no idea about Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. When I heard Vecna's curse, I was like, sounds like just right, you're like, what like, that mean? possessed or something. The theory is that since Will or Will the Wise is the only one that is dressed up as a wizard, he's gonna he's the Vecna. Right. And he's gonna be the one to turn evil. Dude. What episode was that? Like, what? Like, where does it fall? The second episode. Oh, so it's gonna happen quick. After being possessed by the Mind Flayer, maybe that gave him powers that he doesn't know about yet. Look at all that he's been through. Right. Whenever something happens similar to like other people, mm-hmm. like that happened to Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get superpowers. Eleven got attacked by the Mind Flayer and bitten. Right. And yeah. she got her powers taken away. But Will got attacked by the Mind Flayer and it, it literally possessed him. Like it didn't possess Eleven, but right. it possessed Will. So think about this. We know that Eleven got her powers taken away mm-hmm. from the Mind Flare, right? Yeah. And we know that the Mind Flare kinda might still live in in Will. Right. So maybe the powers transfer to Will. Exactly. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. But see too, when the Mind Flare possessed Billy Right when it w- when he was activated, right he would have like super strength and everything. Going off of that, since Will might be the bad person in this season, I feel like he's gonna be like fighting this constant fight with the mind flare in his head, and he- I feel like he's gonna make the big sacrifice. Cause I feel like someone has to die. They should redeem him by letting him like realize like, oh no, like I'm like bad right now, but I could sacrifice myself to save everybody. If that's the case. He does end up being the hero in the end. Yeah, I hope so, because Will, we have seen Will go through way too much, man. Every year they do this. Every year they release the episodes, and everybody starts to question, like, which each episode means. I never knew they released the episodes this early. Yeah, so the first episode is called The Hellfire Club. Sounds like a biker gang. Well, I think it's actually going to be like a Dungeons & Dragons club. They have, like, their own little Dungeons & Dragons group. Yeah but they're saying that the Hellfire Club is going to be another Dungeons & Dragons group that they're going to come into contact with. Oh, weird. Yeah. So then Chapter 2, Vecna's Curse. Okay, so we know that one. Will's yeah. going to be bad. Maybe, yeah. So Chapter 3, the monster and the superhero. Chapter 4, dear Billy. That, oh. that one's going to be good. Dear Billy. I mean, you think Billy's coming back? I hope so. Just We need justice for Billy. Well, didn't we see in Season 3 that like Billy actually sees an alternate version of himself in the Upside Down? Yeah, he does. So he maybe, does. So maybe he, the upside down version of him is still alive. Oh, my gosh. And they're saying, like, dear Billy, like, come back. Dude, can you imagine if he comes back like that? I think you might have called it. Well, I think, too, there's a lot of people that could be the alternate versions of themselves. Yeah. Like, the true version and the upside down still. Right. And he could be there. Yeah. And he could come back. Oh, my. Okay. Okay. Oh, my gosh. That got me excited. <laughs> okay. Chapter five. The Nina Project. Okay, I have no idea who Nina is. We've never seen a Nina. Well, maybe it's like another one of like 11s, like one of the kids that were experimented on. Yeah, because we know Dr. Brenner's coming back, and he's the one who like started all this. So chapter six, the dive. I don't really know what this is going to be, but maybe it's like a dive into the upside down. Okay, chapter seven, the massacre of Hawkins lab. Dude, that sounds intense. Crazy. I think this episode, I think this one's going to be like my favorite episode. Or it's probably the saddest episode or the most disgusting. People probably get like, it's going to be gruesome. Yeah. Then chapter eight, Papa. And then chapter nine. Papa, that's Eleven's. That's Dr. Brenner. Dad. Yeah. Got it. So chapter nine, the last episode, The Piggyback. Weird name. For the finale? Yeah, for the finale. Piggyback. The Piggyback. I want to get into the monster and the superhero. So throughout the show, we don't see anyone really reference a superhero. I consider Eleven like a superhero, but the only person that really said he's a superhero was Bob Newby. Oh, Bob. Bob hey, Bob may go down as one of the best characters from Stranger Things. Yes. Ex- Dude, I loved his character, and I was so sad they killed him off. But he deserves to be Will's dad. He does. Like, father figure. Yeah, he literally was trying to like, teach him like, how to deal with bullying, how to deal with like, the mind flare. Right. And then they just killed him off. Those demodogs just ripped them up. So the theory is that Bob Newby is coming back. And he was act- he actually survived the attack of the demodogs. Dude, that's crazy. Could you imagine if he comes back? That would be... in. Dude, okay. We need justice for Billy and justice for Bob. But I think more so for Bob. Really? I don't know. I feel like Bob was so innocent. The theory that makes the most sense, I feel, is that Hopper is the superhero. And the monster... Is the Demogorgon that we saw at the end of season three? Oh, could you imagine that in Russia they have him like do like a cage fight where he has to fight one? That would be in, but that's what they had that one guy try to do. They just right. they just fed it to him. Could you imagine he has to go like bare fists and fight him? But, fight, fight the Demogorgon? That would be crazy. But there is a scene in one of the trailers where he's like going through that Russian prison with a flamethrower. Maybe he's gonna just go crazy with a flamethrower and just try to bust out of that prison. That would be crazy. So the next one I want to talk about is Dear Billy. Dear Everyone's going to cry. I feel like this episode is going to be so sad. Well, it just depends on like what, like what, how they're going to approach it, right? If it's going to be about like his sister writing a letter to him, like the things that she wishes he was still here. Yeah. Or if he's still alive and they're going to go get him. Billy and Max didn't have the best relationship. Like he was always really mean to her and everything. They right. didn't get along. I think that. Max is going to be haunted by Billy. It's not going to be as like nice and sad as we think. It's going to be like Max always being haunted by Billy and she feels at fault that he got hurt, that she got him involved. Even though it wasn't her fault, he, Billy's going to haunt her like it's all your fault that I'm gone. Like you're that's why like this all happened. I think I think it's going to be sad in that aspect. Oh gosh, that's like really dark. I think it could happen though. I mean, that seems more realistic. I mean, that means he's not alive. And he's just... She's just, like, haunted by the thought of him. Yeah. That's sad. Poor Max. I like... Max's character is actually really good. I like Max's character. Onto the massacre at Hawkins' lab. Yeah, that just sounds like it's gonna be, like, a bloodbath. I feel like this episode is obviously gonna be one of the biggest fight scenes we've seen. But I feel like this is where someone's gonna die. Either it be Will, right? Him making the big sacrifice. Or... I also feel that Steve Oh Steve will Harrington. make the sacrifice. His character development has been so good. Yeah, I feel like if there's one person to like really show the huge turnaround from being like a bad person to good, mm-hmm. it's obviously Steve Harrington. Yeah. And for him to like all of a sudden take the role of like the leader for the kids mm-hmm. it would make sense that he'd probably like take the sacrifice for them. Yeah, he's literally like the older brother to all the kids. Right. Because in season three, we see like he's always like he's like sneaking him in the movie theater and stuff like that. You know, they built this like good relationship. And then I think he's going to be the one to lay his life down for them. Gosh, that's sad. Dude, I feel like this is going to be a dark season. No, for sure it is. Because I feel like the previous ones, all the kids make it out, right? All the main people make it out. Some of these main people are going to be gone soon. Because, I mean, look at Hopper. That was, we. everyone thought, because it was so emotional the way he went out. Right. Right? He just had that one look with Joyce and he goes, like, it's okay. Right. And then 11, he writes that note to 11 and then 11 reads it. I know, but it's like, it doesn't matter anymore because he's still alive. Exactly. So there's no, like, there's been no hardship where we're like, oh, that's going to, like, that really sucks, you know? Yeah. All except for Bob and Billy and Barb. And oh, Barb. Justice for Barb. Justice for Barb. Okay. But next we have Papa. This is the second to last episode. Okay. And I, I really think that we're obviously going to see Dr. Brenner. This is going to be where we get introduced to Dr. Brenner's new experiments of kids. And I think he's going to use this new army of kids to Dang, hunt 11. that is freaky. Can you imagine if he has like an army? An army of kids, right? That with superpowers. Moving on to the finale episode, the piggyback. What the heck does the piggyback mean? I know you mentioned that like most of the finale episodes usually have like a crazy title, right? Yeah, the Battle of Starcourt. That sounds so epic. And now we have the piggyback. Well, I feel like the massacre of Hawkins Lab should be the finale. Right? But then I started thinking, right? Uh Uh-huh. 11 after coming out of the massacre and seeing dr. Brenner again and possibly seeing one of her best friends die I feel like she's gonna get her powers back and she's just gonna go crazy and she's gonna just use her powers to the best of her ability I mean that doesn't uh, that doesn't explain why it would be called piggyback, but listen, right? She's the only one that can protect the team. She carries the team on her back. Oh Right there now you're thinking <laughs> She puts the team on. She's always the one to get them out of the situation because of her powers. That is really true. That's so weird. I didn't even think about that. It's like when you're carrying the whole team. Yeah. So she's back. the piggyback. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. There's Okay. There's one more theory that I've already talked about before, but for those who have missed it, yeah, I truly think that Hopper's daughter, Sarah, is coming back. We see her pass. And we see Hopper crying on a staircase. But that staircase is the same staircase in Hawkins' lab. Literally, when you see the two side-by-side photos, it's literally the same. Right. So the theory is that Dr. Brenner faked Hopper's daughter's death, just like he faked Will's death and is making her into a superhuman like Eleven. And he's gonna use her to hunt down Eleven and Hopper's gonna have to pick, my daughter Sarah or Eleven. And he's going to have to watch them fight. I mean, it makes sense just to like have like a better story. Yeah. To have Hopper have to choose between his two daughters. Yeah. And then what about the stuffed animal? Okay, yeah, the stuffed animal. If you watch Dr. Brenner talking to Eleven, there's a stuffed animal of like, there's a lion stuffed animal. And that's the same stuffed animal that Sarah has when she's in the hospital bed. And and Hopper's like reading a book to her. It's for for sure going to happen. It's going to happen where Eleven's going to fight her. Okay. She, yeah. I mean, hands down, I truly believe that this is going to happen. Yeah. This is, it's getting me, like, excited. I'm getting Because they again. both are in Hawkins' lab. Yeah. They both have the same stuffed animal. hmm You're telling me Netflix can't afford a different stuffed animal for, for Sarah? Yeah. There, there's a reason why she has it. All the kids in Hawkins' lab get the same toys, probably. I am telling you. This is going to be a crazy fight scene between Sarah and Eleven. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. But I wonder what kind of power Sarah's going to have. But overall, I feel like season four is going to be super dark. Because yes, we've had dark scenes in Stranger Things, but we've never had a complete like dark season where it's just dark. Because we we got introduced to the Creel family, like that one trailer about that one family that moved into Hawkins. Yeah. And the father killed his whole family. Wait, what? Yeah. Is that in the trailer? Yeah, the new trailer. No, the first trailer. The first trailer. What? I know. What was the point of that? Introducing that. I think he was possessed by the mind flare at some point, and he killed his family. Oh, weird. But they're they're gonna talk to him and ask him like, how did he get rid of it, and how he's like, what the process is. It's crazy too that they're in California now. I know, but they're probably trying to get away from like everything. Little do they know it's coming back, or little do they know. But the whole time, the most powerful villain has always been there, and it's Will. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? That would be the biggest twist. Will has just kept this a secret that he just has these powers. Well, Will kind of, when he was possessed, mm-hmm. he was evil. Like, he would do things to sabotage everybody. Right. But, yeah, he would. He would. He, would, he was considered the spy. Right. Remember, for the, for the Mind flare because he would, like, know. He, they, they put him in a room where he didn't know where he was, so the Mind flare couldn't come and get them. Right. I remember that. that was, that's a good point. On a lighter note, let's just kind of move on and change the subject because <laughs> that was just too much for me. So have you heard of the Chick-fil-A theory? No. What's, what's your go-to meal? I get two Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Okay. 12-piece nugget, large fries, frosted coffee. So for everybody that gets the number one, right, we all know it's the chicken sandwich. You got the fries and you got a drink. But have you ever had like your chick- Chick-fil-A sandwich and it's like really soggy? Oh, yeah, all the time. Like you open it up and you can see like the moisture in the bag. It's like all the condensation. I feel like every time I go to Chick-fil-A, it's like that. What if I told you there's a way you could prevent that? Really? Yeah. I mean, it happens to me a lot too until I found out this hack. Okay. So basically what you do is you order the number one Chick-fil-A sandwich with no pickles. Every day they pre-cook all the sandwiches, right? Uh Uh-huh. Because they know that everyone's going to order the number one. So they have them already bagged up with the pickles in the bags, right? On the heater. So that the line can keep moving faster, right? Uh When someone orders it without the pickles, they have to make a fresh new sandwich and package it right there in the drive-thru. Because it's a special order, right? To not have the pickles. All you have to do if you want pickles, you you drive up to the window, right? And you say, hey, can I just get like a couple pickles like in a cup or something? Yeah. Like on the side? And they give it to you. Are you serious? But you have a fresh sandwich that's not soggy. That's the best food hack I've ever heard. Dan, I guarantee you, like for me, when I do it, when I ask for no pickles, yeah. the bun, the bread is like perfectly toasted, is not soggy, and the chicken's really good. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you just throw the pickles on after. Everybody go try this. It will, it's 100%. It works every time for me. Have you heard of the In-N-Out theory? Okay, so I have had multiple friends work at In-N-Out, and they actually told me. That the managers put the good-looking people at the windows, right? So they make people want to come back and see them again, or to get more compliments about the food. Oh, how weird. And this is, like, a true thing? Like, it's not just speculation, like, they said it? They've, they've told me. People that have worked at In-N-Out have told me. Could you imagine the manager, like, it, everyone kind of knows it, like, okay, like... Oh, we got Christine over there. She's the most attractive, so I guess she's going to be working the drive-thru window. If you've worked at In-N-Out, make sure you comment. Let us know your thoughts if this is true. So this week, I did a theory about the way you breathe could either help your face or deform your face. A girl named Tonka Trace did a video a while back about the way you breathe, right? We have our nose and our mouth. For some of us, we like to breathe through our nose, and for majority of us, we breathe through our mouth. Mm-hmm. They found that 61% of the world actually chooses to breathe through their mouth. And sadly, that is the wrong choice. It's found that when you breathe through your mouth, it could actually cause facial, facial droop and like your jawline gets really round. This seriously made me think about how I breathe. It literally kept me up at night. I was like, do not breathe through your mouth. Do not breathe through your mouth. It's so hard, though, because most of us, when we make that decision, like which way we're going to breathe at a young age, yeah. we stick with it. So it's hard to say, like, okay, I'm going to change my ways now. Yeah. And they found that people that breathe through their nose, right, most of them have really good jawlines, right? Good nose. Like, people that breathe through their mouth have a crooked nose, but people that breathe through their nose actually have, like, a very straight nose. And overall, your health, your organs, you get the proper amount of oxygen. Um, On that note, it's that time. Where my girlfriend Leia comes on and we have a segment called Who's Side You On." Basically, Leia will read a bunch of stories from Reddit. You have two different parties, right? A guy and a girl or a girl and a girl or a guy and a guy. And they tell a real life story. And we have to decide who's right and who's wrong. So there's usually like an issue. And we have to figure out if the boyfriend's right or the girlfriend's right or whoever it may be. We don't know. So Leia's really tired. I try to wake her up and I was shaking her. And my dog tried to bite <laughs> me because she doesn't like when I touch Leia. So, uh, Leigh had a long day at work, and I feel really bad. So, instead, we're going to have Daniel read the story. Do my best. Okay. Okay, so it's, whose side are you on? Am I wrong for telling my girlfriend to choose me or her best friend? Ooh, this is a juicy one. This is good. Okay, so, my girlfriend, 25-year-old female, and I, 26-year-old male, have been together for four years. She's been best friends with her friend, also 25-year-old female, since middle school. Before I came into the picture, they were attached at the hip. And then the BFF got jealous of how often my girlfriend and I were together. For our entire relationship, she's been manipulative of my girlfriend and not at all understanding, especially when my girlfriend cancels plans with the BFF to hang out with me. She has also said repeatedly that I'm abusive and controlling, even though she exclusively dates guys who are douchebags. It got really bad when we were all out together. The BFF was going on and on about her new job. My girlfriend finally interrupted to talk about our vacation instead. The BFF got upset. Asked, If my girlfriend even knew where she worked because my girlfriend was never around anymore. The BFF started crying in the middle of a bar about how her feelings get hurt (laughs) when my girlfriend cancels on their plans or doesn't reply to texts. I had enough and asked why she was so obsessed with my girlfriend and our relationship and always needs to lie to get attention about me being controlling. And her blowhard boyfriend got involved and threatened me with, a f- with physical violence. Oh my gosh, what the... Everyone split up after that, and the BFF texted my girlfriend to try to manipulate her some more by saying sorry she started the fight and saying she wanted some space for a while. My girlfriend started crying about how, how much it all upsets her, and after four years, I was just kind of tired of it and told her that she needed to choose between me and the BFF. She got upset with me and told me that she couldn't choose between us. It wasn't fair to ask, even though the BFF is always starting drama. Am I wrong, or is her BFF just a psycho? Whose side are you on? Wow, that was, that was a lot. I definitely feel like best friend. Kind of toxic. I'm with the boyfriend. Yeah, I have to agree. The boyfriend is right for I the know, first for time. For the first time, guys. I really hope that he's really not abusive in all the things that the best friend's accusing him of. Yeah. Because it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like she's just making it up. Right. That's what it sounds like to me. There's so many people out there like that. Comment below who side are you on. Also, if this video gets 2,000 likes, Daniel and I are going to get married at McDonald's. If you watched last week's episode, 2,000 likes. Send this to your friends. Let them know if they want to see two brothers get married at McDonald's. I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> Have you heard of the Logan Paul theory? Uh, no. It's a theory that Logan Paul could tell the future. Remember when he fought KSI? Oh, yeah. And there was all those press conferences where KSI and Logan Paul were going back and forth, right, trying to insult each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Logan Paul one time was like, hey, KSI, what's 7 times 8? He doesn't know. He goes, I don't know. And he goes, you don't know what 7 times 8 is? It's 56. They lose by a split decision. And the end score is 56 to 55, right? And KSI won 56. And Logan Paul had 55. So Logan Paul literally told KSI, what's 7 times 8? It's 56. And he ends up getting 56. Wait, what the heck? KSI won with a fifty-six. Seven times 8. So this week I talked about a Squid Game theory that Ruth Bell did about how the detective from Squid Game is still alive. The front man, whenever he kills somebody, he shoots a point-blank in the head. Every time. Every time. But for some reason, right when he's he has the gun up to his brother, and he decides to shoot him in the shoulder. So the theory is is that the front man did that on purpose because he wants his he wants the detective, his brother, to go shut down the games because he can't. See that the brother the the front man left behind a lot of clues, right? He left behind the gift box from Squid Game. He mm-hmm. left behind the business card where you can call the number to enter the Squid Game because he knew that if he left those things behind, that his brother would be able to find him if something went wrong. Because his brother's a great detective. Yeah, and knowing how many like subtle details this show has, I feel like this is definitely possible for season two. Yeah, 100%. There's definitely good in the front. There was definitely, like, he was conflicted. Like, he did not want to shoot his brother. Yeah. He was trying to say, like, come join me. Like, come on. Yeah, he put his hand out first. Like, come with me. Dude, I think this theory is, like, pretty spot on. It's definitely going to be explored in season two. Yeah. I guess it's that time when you talk about dumb ways to die, huh? Dumb ways to die. (laughs) It is, huh? It is. It's that time. Two friends went to wander out in the desert, right? Okay. But they brought their brand new shotguns. They decided, hey, maybe it's a good idea we take some practice shot at some cacti. That is that the right plural. plural? Cacti? Sure. So one of the friends, right, they're just shooting the cacti, right? So this one friend says, dude, look at that one. It's 27 feet tall. He decides, hey, let me just take a couple shots at that one. Uh-huh. Shoots it a few times. Just Just looks at it. Collapses right on him. He was shooting... Right underneath it, like this, and it fell on him. The whole thing fell on him. What was he thinking? Why would you go out in the, in the desert just to shoot your shotgun at cactuses, cacti? Why are you standing underneath the cactus that's going to fall on you? Excellent. So there was a couple that lived together, right? Okay. And the girlfriend was always complaining, man, you always snore too much. And the boyfriend was <laughs> like, well, I can't, I don't know. I'll don't- so he went to the doctor, right? Okay. And he's, he's been in an accident before, like, in, like a, a car accident. So he, that's why he snores. He, so the doctor was like, I'm sorry, but it's incurable. We can't do anything. Oh. He goes, you know what? Okay. I'm going to try to please my girlfriend. I'm going to take some sleeping pills. And I'm going to stick tampons up my nose. So I try not to snore too loud. So he sticks two tampons up his nostrils. What? Takes some sleeping pills. Okay. It calms his breathing. But the tampons restrict him from breathing. Okay. She wakes up. Her boyfriend suffocated to death. Why can't he just breathe through his mouth? I oh, don't know. So he died from tampons. He died from tampons. Kids, do not stick tampons up your nose because you will... Okay, I understand if you got a bloody nose and stick it up there, but... No, you do not. Are you serious? I don't want to be saying that online. Wait, why? Are you serious? It's going to expand. Tampon? Yeah. I don't know how it works. No. Tampon goes from this ball to being like this. Oh. You think it's like a tissue? Yeah. No, do not stick tampons <laughs> up your nose, even if you have a bloody nose. That's okay. ridiculous. <laughs> I'm mean, gonna feel really stupid. <laughs> Maybe I should be on the dumb waste of time. That made me look really dumb. <laughs> Last one. So, there's this lady in Colombia, right? She was visiting Colombia and she was visiting like the waterfall sites. Every site like this has do not get too close to the edge. There's everywhere you look, there's a warning sign. So she wanted to just get the perfect selfie. Okay. So what she does, she She slips off the edge. The waterfall takes her away. There's like videos where people say like the photos that were taken right before someone died. And guys, 2,000 likes. We will go get married at McDonald's. And if you're new to the channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button. It really means a lot. And if you can hit the like button, it means a lot too. So we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok. And we'll see you on YouTube next week. We'll see you on the TikTok. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya.